welcome to the Stand Up To Anxiety podcast. I'm your host, Lucy J. Smith, and I'm here to help you with your own anxiety after my struggles. This podcast is full of practical, simple tips and techniques to help you stand up to anxiety. For more support, resources, and to become a member of the Mental Wellness Club, please go to my website, lucyjsmith.com. Hi Liz, welcome to the Stand Up to Anxiety podcast. Thank you so much for coming on to share your story with us. Hi Lucy, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to join you today. So to start with, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your anxiety journey? Yes, um, wow, what a uh, journey it's been. Lots of ups and downs, um, as I'm sure we've all experienced. Um, so just to give you a kind of short synopsis, um, I used to work in fashion in quite a stressful, kind of um, busy lifestyle job, I suppose. Um, and I kind of noticed at work that I wasn't responding to stress in the same way that most people did. Um, and I actually started a new job. Um, and my mum said to me one day, I think you need to go and see the doctor. You just don't look well, like there's something wrong. And thank God she did, because um, she took me to see her doctor because um, she'd been wrongly diagnosed for something a few years before um, that could have been really critical. And um, within about five minutes, he'd written something on a piece of paper and kind of slid it over to me and said, you've got malignant hypertension, um, which is where your blood pressure can raise to levels that are really, really dangerous for your internal organs. Um, and he said to me, you've also, I also think you've got general generalized anxiety disorder from everything you've said to me and you need to you need to, you need to leave work we need to sign you off for the next few months while you get this under control um, and I was only about 26 at the time so I was really really young to be diagnosed with um, a blood pressure condition and it really made me reevaluate kind of my lifestyle and what I was doing I was you know smoking drinking a lot going out all the time living life to very extremes um, on the spectrum of like partying and work and I think it just really made me realize wow I can't live like this and anxiety was beginning to really affect my relationships my relationship with myself and my relationship with others and um, my kind of my quality of life I suppose um, but no one had ever given it a name before so finally I kind of felt like oh wow this all makes sense. <laughs> um, and I started to practice a lot of yoga. Um, I'd kind of been on a journey with yoga before, uh, before being diagnosed with GAD. Um, and it, it came to become really a pivotal part in my journey to feeling better and having a better kind of quality of life and relationship with, with my health. Um, and I started teaching yoga. So I'm now a yoga teacher and I work as a holistic well-being coach. Um, and I also work with more yoga, which is um, the kind of biggest, biggest range of yoga studios in London um, as their head of wellness. So it's now become a really, really big part of my kind of my life, my mental health. And now I feel strong enough to be an advocate and to talk about it really openly, which definitely wasn't something I would have ever felt comfortable doing in my 20s. That's amazing. You should be so <laughs> proud of yourself. I, I always feel like it's one thing getting over the anxiety and, mm. and learning to understand it and manage it, but then to be so open and honest oh, in yeah. the way that a lot of people now I'm seeing, especially on Instagram, a lot of people are beginning to become advocates and open up a lot more and 
that takes a whole other level of understanding and, and accepting your anxiety. Definitely. Definitely. And I, I think, to be honest, for me, I started talking about it in my yoga classes. And I, I can't remember, you know, the first time I actually said to someone openly, I have anxiety, but it used to, you know, bring me to well up in tears. And I used to find it so hard to admit to people because it felt like I was failing in some way. Um, and that's how I felt when I was younger, being signed off work. I was like, why can't I handle stress? Like, why can't I do a job like anyone else can? Like, why can't I handle the pressure um, that the world puts on you? And um, the more I've learned about anxiety and the more it's become like a really pivotal part of my life and my 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 work as well as my personal life um is really is really encouraging people to learn more about mental mental health um, because we all have it and I think that's the thing that I feel really strongly about sharing you know mental health goes hand in hand with physical health it's it's holistic it's something all of us experience day to day um and it's something that I think is amazing that we're starting to talk more about but still needs to be destigmatized yeah definitely it is definitely going in the right direction yes <laughs> Just a little bit more work needed hopefully definitely definitely but it feels like it's a good like it's yeah it feels like an exciting time at the moment yeah I definitely agree so how do you feel that yoga has helped you with your anxiety um, so I think I started practicing yoga really to manage stress um, and I started kind of doing it at the gym uh, in my mid mid 20s um, and then as a lot of people with yoga, I kind of fell in love with it and I just wanted to learn more and more and more. And I, for me, it was the only time I could just stop my brain from going crazy and, you know, worrying and overthinking. And it was just a time of real peace. I'd step foot on the mat and it, it, I could switch off. I, it was like the magic of yoga. Um, and I, I ended up going over to Bali um, for a year and volunteering at a charity called the Safe Childhoods Foundation. And they, well, we were working on rescuing children and women from trafficking um, and the sex, the sex trafficking industry, and rehabilitating the women and children who who would who would come to our door through the school we were running and safe houses in Indonesia. And um, I was really lucky enough to witness some amazing kind of alternative therapists and yoga teachers and healers and meditation practitioners and breath workers work with um, these, these children and these women who'd come from, you know, trauma that we can't even begin to imagine. And I saw the incredible transformation that occurred through um, these kind of body mind practices. And I remember seeing it and just thinking, wow, like, this is exactly where I need to be. Like, this is magic happening here. Like, it's amazing what you can do through movement and breath and connecting with yourself. And I suppose healing, healing your body, healing your mind. Um, and it just made me want to become a yoga teacher. So I did my training and, and now um, I've been teaching ever since. I find it one of one of the times that my mind can switch off when I'm teaching as well as when I'm practicing. So I suppose for me and my anxiety, yoga has been such a healing tool because I think meditation can often sometimes be a real struggle when you have anxiety because it's really hard to stop your mind from, you know, catastrophizing and worrying and going in those spirals. And actually movement and yoga combined with breath and meditation is just 
this this kind of magical combination that for me on my journey and I know for a lot of other people has really really helped to just create those moments um of calm and I think also build resilience um my, I work as a yoga therapist for specifically anxiety because um, obviously it's, it's such a personal thing for me and it's been it's almost been like you know when you can kind of see the boxes fitting together of something I was trying to understand like why is yoga so magic why is breath work so powerful like how does this all fit together and then through learning about yoga therapy I kind of put all these puzzle pieces together and was like oh it soothes the nervous system oh it tones the the vagus nerve like it does all this amazing stuff in your body physiologically that helps your mind ah it all fits together and so I think yoga for me was kind of this building block of understanding why um you know movement meditation breath um asana and those kind of dedicated practices can really help to build resilience and um like soothe your nervous system which helps so much with anxiety that's so interesting. <laughs> I think I've said to you before that I do yoga occasionally, but it's not something I'm really consistent with. Yeah. But I definitely recognize that when I'm doing it more consistently and more often, I, I do feel a lot better. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things. It's like, the more you do it, it's, it's not even so much about when you're on the mat, even though I think that really helps. It's for me, it's been it's been the realization of when I'm off the mat and how I respond to things. Like five years ago, I might've had a total breakdown and a panic attack when something happened, you know, that was surprising. Or it, it, I might've reacted in a really different way to, to now I have a really regular yoga practice. I think it, it can really help transform the way you react to things as well. Um, so I think it can really, really help um, having a regular practice. And for me, um, with my anxiety, I'm, really not good when things are uncertain so having like a regular practice that becomes a bit of a kind of personal ritual um has been really really great um for me and it's something I love to teach other people to kind of bring in and introduce as part of their self-care routine yeah definitely so how often do you actually practice yoga yourself? Um, I mean, I try to practice daily, <laughs> but I also um, I also mix it up. Like I don't always do like a, you know, a, a flow class, which is super dynamic. Like I'm a big fan of yin or restorative yoga that can be really, really relaxing and calming. Um, big fan of doing yoga before bed to help improve with sleep. Um, and, you know, there's different forms of yoga for different people so I think one of the great things about yoga for mental health is that there's so many different styles you can try to find something that resonates with you and that works and that you enjoy in your body um, so I try to do it as regularly as I can I teach most days um, and I, I try to practice when I'm teaching as well um, to so that you're kind of getting into your body but yeah I think a lot of things can be very meditative and not just necessarily movement, like walking in nature, just sitting down and breathing, um, doing something that you love, something creative that helps you stop watching the clock. So I think all of those things can be like a personal yoga practice as well. Oh, that's really interesting that you say that. Because I always sort of put that under a self-care umbrella rather than um, yoga, like sort of mindfulness and walks and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean... Really interesting that you consider that I'd, sort of thing. I'd consider it 
the, yeah so, I mean yoga is yoga um the definition is um to yoke to to unite so it means kind of unity and the bringing together of movement and breath and the mind and the body and for me I think you can bring those elements of yoga into anything you're doing mindfully if that makes sense yeah definitely I like thinking of it that way <laughs> everything can be yoga <laughs> But I think that yeah. the main point is, I, I think for me, through through kind of learning and, and making yoga such a, a huge part of my life and my work is learning that, you know, yoga is not just the physical shapes that we make on a mat and that, you know, the pictures that you see of crazy people on Instagram making these amazing, you know, postures with their bodies. Um, yoga mm-hmm. is so much more than just that physical expression that you make through your body yoga is is so much more it's steeped in so much philosophy and um it can just have so many amazing benefits um for mental well-being yeah definitely so would you say you've got a specific favorite practice or flow or what what would you say would be your favorite if you had to pick one probably I'm probably would say yin that would be like controversial amongst yogis maybe but yeah yin yoga is um a very very slow very meditative practice where you hold poses for anywhere from three to five to maybe even longer minutes depending on the teacher um and it's it's a very slow paced practice so you might do you know five or six poses in an hour but it really gives you that opportunity to slow down and to connect with your body and to work into spaces where you're holding tension um and it can be really healing and I definitely found when I was when I was first kind of getting to know my anxiety, if you will, getting to grips with it. I felt my body was so tense all the time. I was always tensed up. I was struggling with a lot of panic attacks very, very regularly. Um, And I know anyone who suffered with panic attacks will understand the physiological experience of it. Like your body starts to react in ways that you can't control. Your heart beats goes goes wild um your blood pressure rises you can't breathe it's it's such a physical reaction um and for me I just really needed something that helped my body to relax and soften and yin yoga um can be really really great for that really really healing it really slows things down um but on the other hand with anxiety sometimes people actually think that a really slow uh, like restorative practice is going to be really great for someone struggling with anxiety. But something that I teach in yoga therapy is actually movement linked with breath can be much more helpful for anxiety, especially if you haven't meditated before and you're not used to these kind of slower practices because actually moving helps us to bring our awareness out of the mind and into the body. So we take ourselves away from those worrying spirals and those anxious thoughts and really bring the awareness into the breath and moving. So actually it can shift the focus um, and can be sometimes a lot more helpful for someone who is struggling with anxiety. Yeah, definitely. So what would you suggest for anybody listening that hasn't tried yoga before and they don't even know where to start? What should they do? Um, so I would suggest starting slow. Um, I, we actually have a lot of great videos on um, our More Yoga YouTube channel um, with all different kinds of practices. I have 
um, I run a program at More Yoga called More Mind, um, which is all around mental well-being um, and providing a space to support our communities and anyone who's listening and watching to support their well-being um, with a real emphasis on um, mental mental health um, and holistic well-being. So there's a lot of videos that people could try on there for free to see what they like um, and to, to begin slowly. I probably suggest if anyone is starting with yoga to begin with a hatha class or a flow or a vinyasa um, just to begin to build up their practice, build up their confidence and to start um, exploring different teachers and finding a teacher that you enjoy because I think yoga can be a really personal relationship so finding a teacher and a style that you like is a really good first step and um, also to remember because I think a lot of people can be intimidated by yoga because it's become you know huge over the past few years and you see these you know models on Instagram doing these these shapes um, that look like they're contorting their bodies <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's important to remember that, you know, yoga is a non-competitive sport. It's not about ego. You don't need to be able to, you know, do a backbend and the splits to be able to practice yoga. Anyone can practice yoga. Like everybody is a yoga body. And I think that's a really important message for the yoga industry as well. Um, so it's, yeah, just to get out there and try it and see if you enjoy it. I'm, I'm yet to meet someone who doesn't like yoga once they've tried it someone might prove me wrong who knows um but yeah I definitely would say start slow don't compare yourselves to others don't worry about it actually online at the moment is a great opportunity to try yoga because you can do it from you know the comfort of your own home um and yeah and to enjoy it because it's a really relaxing really beneficial practice for your you know your body and your mind um, and the one thing, the, the the most common thing I hear from people is I'm not flexible enough to do yoga, um, which is kind of saying like, I'm too dirty to take a bath. Uh, like, <laughs> like you're never too, you're never too inflexible to do yoga <laughs> and you can come to yoga to improve flexibility. So uh, flexibility of body yeah. and flexibility of mind. So <laughs> yeah, I'm a big advocate for for trying out yoga and finding a style that you like. Yeah, definitely. Can you send me the link for the YouTube channel? Yeah, put it in the show yeah, of course. They can go and have a look. Definitely. There's lots of free resources there for people to try. Yeah, definitely. I um, I normally just go onto YouTube and search um, yoga practice for, and then however I'm feeling. So yeah. I'm feeling really anxious, <laughs> right? anxiety. Um, the other night I had a really bad headache um, and I was thinking, I wonder if there's yoga for Oh, headaches. yeah. And I was surprised to find out there actually is. Yoga for everything. <laughs> yes, there really Magic. is. And it really helped. I did a 15-minute yoga practice. And after my head didn't feel anything like it did before, it had completely gone. And it felt really, really wow. good. Wow, amazing. That's great to hear. <laughs> yeah, it was good. So that's, yeah, that's what I tend to do. Just yoga practice for and then fill in yeah the no that's also a great way of doing it as well finding what you want it yeah. for and there's a lot of yoga out there specifically for anxiety now as well which is great it's amazing yeah. that it's you know it's becoming um so a, a lot more used and known about yeah definitely 
I've noticed as well that a lot of schools have started using yoga throughout their day, which I absolutely love. I think that's really useful for children in schools to have access to. Yeah, yoga. definitely. Definitely. It's amazing. I mean, that's def- um, it, it's it's really interesting at the moment. They're starting um, Heather Mason, who I did my um, yoga therapy training with, who runs the Minded Institute, is very involved with working with the NHS to have yoga prescribed um, on top of, you know, medical treatments as alternatives to medical treatments on top of things as a kind of holistic approach to health which is you know game changing and just so wonderful to see yoga as a practice be referred be be referred to for for people's health um, in that way so that's something that's kind of beginning to happen at the moment which is really wonderful yeah that's amazing to hear I wish that that was a possibility when I was seeing my counsellor and doctor. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> For me, it was um, the, the. I remember one day I had a panic attack so severe that I couldn't get into work. Mm. Um, and I ended up, I was already seeing the counsellor at this point, and I ended up phoning the doctors because I hadn't had a panic attack with that many physical symptoms before. Yeah. And obviously, I, I always say to everybody that I that I speak to that if you're experiencing new or more severe physical symptoms, it's always best to get it checked yeah, out. Yeah, definitely. Um, which is obviously what I did. And he prescribed me then with an antidepressant to fix my panic attacks. Wow. Which it did, it did help, um, I suppose, to a certain extent. But very quickly, I wanted to sort of get myself off a bit because that wasn't what I felt was best for yeah. me. At that moment, I wanted to explore other ways. I was already seeing the counsellor and that was beginning to help. And I think that maybe doctors and counsellors are getting better, but doctors in particular need to be a little bit more open to different alternatives that they can suggest rather than just giving you a prescription for an antidepressant. 100% because, I mean, I think there's a place for medicine. I think there's a place for alternative therapies I think there's a place for everything and I think it's um but I, I feel like some things should be tried before others are recommended and actually if you can find if you can create a toolbox of things that help to support your mental well-being rather than you know just going straight for uh, medicine which sometimes is the best thing because if you're having really extreme responses and it's really impacting your quality of life then of course it's you know it's personal it's really really down to you and I've, I've gone through phases of being on medicine I've been on I've been through phases of not and um, for me having a regular yoga practice and having tools like breathing practices uh, regularly practicing gratitude um, identifying my triggers all those kind of things have been have actually been the tools um that I've that I found the most helpful in managing my anxiety and getting to a point where I or I guess I better understand it and know how to support myself yeah definitely I think um it's that whole thing where you can be masking the problem rather than actually solving exactly the problem. exactly and I think that's um that's been one of one of the key things on my journey and when I work with people now who are struggling with anxiety is actually I think when you first you know when you're learning about your own anxiety your own you know health your own mental health um it can be really scary when yours is a bit different to everybody else's um and you want to push it down like I remember in my 20s like I never wanted to talk about it I never I never even used the word anxiety probably until I was about 26 until I was diagnosed with it 
um it was like a shame you know like a shame label because no one like no one talked about it um no one else had it because no one else was talking about it so you didn't know if anybody else had it and actually I think the best way to understand and heal your your own experience of anxiety whatever it is is to actually get to know it and to understand it and to learn what it is that triggers you and to learn what it is that soothes you like how you can self-soothe yourself what are the things that help you to feel better when you're experiencing you know times of low mood times of anxiety times of panic attacks um, and really getting to know your own experience so that so that you can learn what to do um, and how to support yourself, I think is is such and, and that's you know, that's not fun and it's not easy. That's a really tough journey, but it can be so powerful um, to go on. And, and also there's so much support available nowadays, like there's groups, like you said, there's talking therapy, there's so much on Instagram and social media um, out there to offer support so that we don't feel alone in our mental health journeys. Um, and I think that can be really, really powerful. Yeah, definitely. Um, So to finish up then, what do you think would be your one top tip to give someone to help them with their anxiety? Um, I think my one top tip, (laughs) I've talked a lot about yoga (laughs) and breath (laughs) and meditation, which I think are great tools, but obviously they don't resonate for everyone. Um, I would say my top tip is actually to to journal, to get to know what your anxiety is, because... I believe that's the way that you take control um, and you begin to understand your mental health. So the the best thing I was ever, the the best exercise I was ever given when I was having therapy and I was having CBT was being asked to keep a diary and reflecting each day um, on what had made me anxious, what had triggered me, what I'd done, what had helped and what had harmed. So if I had a day when I would get really stressed out at work and I'd end up having a panic attack in the bathrooms, which happened quite regularly, I'd write down, you know, keep a a, a journal. I think I kept it for about six weeks of what triggered my anxiety, like what triggered these thoughts, what happened, who was there, what was going on, what was said. Um, And then also how I reacted and what was harming and what was helping me, you know, drinking a bottle of wine that night to switch off from those emotions didn't help in the long run the next morning because my anxiety was heightened the next day. And it really made me realize all these patterns and, you know, triggers and everything that was going on that I'd never, I think I'd got myself into a bit of a cycle, a bit of a toxic cycle. And that exercise, just keeping like a a diary of triggers and a diary of what was making me anxious, really helped me to identify kind of what was triggering me, what was helping and what was actually harming and making my anxiety worse. So I would probably say my top tip is to spend some time getting to know your anxiety, spend some time reflecting on what helps you and um, also what harms you. Yeah. It's really interesting that you say that because when I was writing my book, I felt that that was really important with my with my own journey as well, which is why throughout the book, there are exercises that prompt questions like that. So what are your triggers? What are your symptoms? What techniques help? What techniques don't? Um, and the good and bad habits, all those kinds of things uh. um, are listed as exercises throughout the book, which 
people have said really helped them because not only are they reading the book and getting support and tips from the book they're actually having to dig deeper and think about their own experiences and answer the questions yeah. um and that only that can only help because the more you understand it the easier it is to manage definitely it. definitely and I think there's something very you know in in what's the word like enriching enlightening encouraging it will come back to me um in taking control like of giving yourself more power. Like I feel like you you feel like you're taking the reins back a bit. And I know when I was like in my darkest depths with anxiety um, and also struggling with depression, I felt like I completely lost control. And I feel like that helplessness um, made me feel so much more anxious. And actually taking the reins can empower you. That was the word I was looking for, empower you with your anxiety. And I think anxiety and empowerment don't necessarily go hand in hand, but they can if you if you take, um, if you do kind of take control. And that doesn't mean something aggressive, like that can be, you know, going for talking therapy, reaching out to a friend, asking for help, trying a yoga class, like doing a meditation, journaling, like taking control by doing exactly as you said in your book, Lucy, keeping a diary of your week. Like for me, taking control had such a big part in, um, you know, identifying my anxiety and also feeling strong enough to talk about it and, and become more of an advocate for mental health. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much. I'm sure this is going to have really helped everybody listening. Um, I definitely can't wait to look into yoga a bit more <laughs> and get more into it. <laughs> well, it just sounds like it's so, so useful that I think we'd all be mad. Yeah, to try I mean, it. it's definitely worth trying. Um, I, I, I'm always a big believer, you know, try and see how it works. Not everything will work for you, but it's definitely worth giving it a go. And trying something new can also be really fun. Yes, definitely. I completely <laughs> agree. Right, well, thank yeah, you so thank much. you so much, Lucy. And thank you so much to everyone for listening as well. It was a pleasure. listening i hope you really enjoyed this episode please subscribe so you don't miss future episodes and if you love this podcast and find it useful please leave a review i absolutely love reading them so much head over to my website to stay in touch lucyjsmith.com